with another woman in your life. Conversations with Andy Harvey will make everything alright. Catch an on E3 radio. You never wanna miss a show. You know, I know, we know. Andy Harvey will make you grow. Y'all, you see, I just get giddy. I have to calm down. I tell myself to calm down. Do the self-talk. We're going to talk about that tonight. Well, just in case you were wondering, you have tuned in to Conversations with Andy Harvey, and I'm your girl. I'm your growthologist. I'm your truth teller. I'm the keep it real. I'm the tell it like it is and keep growing. I'm your host, Andy Harvey, and I'm so excited that you guys have decided to join me tonight. I don't like growing by myself, just in case you were wondering. Welcome to all my new listeners and viewers. I have to say that both because some people are listening and some people are actually watching me live on Facebook. Just in case you were wondering and you're listening, I am live on Facebook just in case you want to hop on there, right? Well, my new folks, guess what? You all are in for a treat tonight. We're going to do some grown folks growing up tonight. Hold on tight. Wait a minute. Where my, where my faithful people at? I know y'all out there. My ride or die. Ride or die growing right, right. Yes, you have. We about to drop some knowledge like it was hot. We about to spark some thoughts like they were sparklers. We about to light some growth like they were firecrackers and elevate some minds like it was fireworks. You know, yeah, like that. It took me all day to come up with that. I hope y'all liked it. <laughs> anyway, this conversation is going to be all of that. We're gonna do all of that tonight, and you are about to do what? Come on, y'all. We about to do what? The best hour that you ever spent with another woman in your life. Bam. I don't even care about your preference. I got you. I got you. Well, you all know this summertime, and I'm hoping that people are planning some well-deserved vacations, as you see it. But you hate hotels, right? Mm. Have you ever wished there was an alternative? Well, there he is. Bangtail. Bangtail helps you find amazing short and long-term stays for your vacation. Bangtail comes completely equipped, fully equipped with a 24-7 concierge and a banging interior design. I've seen some of their places. They're very, very, very nice. They have spots in Chicago, New York, L.A., Miami, Mexico, and other destinations. So the next time, don't Google where you're going to stay. Hit up bangtail.com. That's B-A-N-T-E-L.com. Or you can call... You got something right now with 917 819 8170. That's bangtail.com. Got that? That was my little commercial. That was cute, wasn't it? Right, right, right. Okay, we're about to dive in. So now would be a good time to go ahead and let your friends and your family know that it's about to grow down. I want you to share the video, not just now, but throughout. Um, send a text message. Share a link on Facebook. I don't even care if you skywrite it. 
just let folks know that we're about to grow down. This is a necessary conversation, and I need everyone who needs to hear this conversation to be a fly on the wall. Tell them we don't have to even know they're here. I promise I'm not going to call on anybody. But I want you all to remember that if you want to call in and you have a question or you have a comment, you got a disagreement with me, you want to go toe-to-toe with Angie Harvey, call in. I don't have a problem with that. 646-478-4395. If you have any questions or comments, I would love to hear your voice. promise you that. So what did I do to you? Right. Let me tell you where this came from. I have been connected with, involved with, and 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 next to people who who I know had some um, anger challenges, and that's what I call them. I don't call them anger issues. I call them anger challenges. And I find myself saying that a lot. Like, what did I do to you? Because their anger was, of course, directed at me, and I would think that I had done nothing. That I was, you know, I just started kicking it with you. I just became friends with you. You know, how do you go from zero to 10 in 2.2 seconds? What did I do? What did I do to you? Um, so that prompted this conversation that we're going to have tonight about anger. It's going to be a very candid conversation. It's going to be a very real conversation. There are going to be some people that see themselves. Some of you are going to see family members. Some of you are going to see your parents. Some of y'all going to even, you know, mirror. Did I say that? See yourselves. Let me say that twice. Uh, some of you are going to see the people that you're sleeping with, that you're married to, um, that you gave birth to. Um, and, and I want you to, to keep your eye open for all of that. Uh, the purpose in getting the information is so that you have knowledge. You cannot change anything. You change nothing if you're not at least aware. And so having this knowledge is absolutely going to make us what? Aware. So that we're able to what? Grow up. That's right. Let me describe what anger is. Um, First of all, let me be clear that anger is a perfectly normal and healthy emotional state. It varies from being just a mild irritation to a very intense fury or even rage. Um, anger is usually occupied by other uh, physiological and biological uh, symptoms like increased heart rate, elevated blood pressure, along with increased energy, um, increased hormones, and increased adrenaline. Everybody got that? So not only is there emotional things that happen, there are also physiological things that happen to you when we go angry. Go angry. Did you get that? Um, Anger can be caused by external and internal events. You can become angry at a person, at an event, uh, because of a situation or circumstances. You can become angry by excessive worrying. Uh, Memories of traumatic or enraging events can cause you to become angry. And this could be in your present, in your perceived future, or in your past. A lot of what we will speak about tonight will absolutely look at what we bring with us already. So that means some stuff from the past. Um, but it absolutely can include what's going on now. I don't want people to, to, to have themselves be exempt like all of this is from my past. There are some things that trigger us that happened just yesterday, which I guess would be our past, wouldn't it? Right. But, you know, sometimes people go way back. And sometimes it's necessary. Um, Express anger usually looks like or sounds like aggression of some sort. Anger is, again, a natural response to threats, to attacks, and to aggression. And so, therefore, and I asked you guys on Facebook about whether it was something that could be useful or good, and I think that's absolutely true. There's a certain amount of anger that is necessary for our survival. Again, the threats 
for you, you know, you threaten, you get angry, your adrenaline gets going, your blood pressure gets elevated, and you're ready to, you know, if you have to come with it, I'm probably not even doing it right. You can tell I'm not a fighter, right? Uh, but there are certain parts about uh, uh, being angry um, and, and, and having that come through that absolutely works to our benefit, and so that's a good thing. Um, however, Anger becomes a problem. I need everybody to be clear about this. Anger becomes a problem when you are unable to control or manage the timing, the intensity, your behavior, the language, your actions that it produces. Let me repeat that. I wrote that part down so you get it. Anger becomes a problem when you are unable to control or manage the timing, the intensity, your behavior, your language, your actions that is produced by the anger. In other words, when you become out of control, when you're acting outside of yourself, um, those things are, are that, that takes anger from being productive and useful, normal and healthy, to being counterproductive and very unhealthy and very detrimental. Um, suppressed anger is usually converted or redirected. What do I mean when I say that? Suppress anger, meaning those people that don't express anger in any way at any time, uh, they're usually suppressing it because all of us feel anger at some time or another. Usually when it's converted, that means it's, we're converting it to something different. I mean, there's some people that could take their anger and do something else with it. Um, and sometimes that could actually be productive. There are other people that redirect it, meaning I was angry at work, but I came home and gave it to you. Or I was angry at home and I went to work and gave it to my clients. Um, that's, that comes from having suppressed anger, holding it in, uh, stop thinking about it or refocusing versus managing the anger can cause anger to be suppressed, which is usually means that is likely to be mismanaged and dispensed in a negative way or on an unexpected or unsuspecting recipient at an inappropriate time. Did you get all that? Right. Like people like, wait a minute, what just happened? What did I do to you? So usually suppressed anger comes across in a negative way. Usually it's dispensed to an unsuspecting recipient and at an inappropriate time. That comes from mismanagement of your anger. Um, unexpressed anger, that's different than suppressed anger. Suppressed anger is what you feel like, you know you feel anger, but you push it down. Unexpressed anger is having the thought that, okay, I can feel this. I know what this is, but I'm not going to say anything. Right. It's unexpressed, but it usually comes across, it, can, it comes across like this, um, passive aggressive behavior. Yeah, what do you all know about that? I know you all know about that. <laughs> um, those people that are cynical and hostile, um, those people that can be very cruel and sarcastic, those things come out. So what they do is they twist that anger into something that's very, usually low key, passive aggressive behavior. And there's some people that have perfected passive aggressive behaviors. Being very cynical, we all know those people, don't we? Um, and very hostile. That can look like constantly putting others down. It can look like criticizing any and everything and everybody and, and making cynical comments uh, consistently, ongoing, forever. We know those people. Uh, those are usually some clear signs of unexpressed anger. Um, I want you guys to think about this. When you think about management, um, I talk about emotional management a lot. And I, I, when I try to get you to understand what that looks like, anybody that's ever had a grandma, a granny, a big mama, any of those things, 
she usually kept a lot of the kids. She kept her nieces and nephews and grandkids, and she was able to manage them, one, because she kept them all where? In the front yard. You couldn't go where? Out the gate or off the porch. She had to be able to see you and put her eyes on you, right? When anger is mismanaged, that means we don't, you know, you, you will know where is that. And that's what some of us have done. A lot of our emotions, we're not able to identify. And if you can't identify them, you can't manage them. And so I would, hey, have you think about grandma who kept things right, kept things in perspective. She knew most of y'all's names. <laughs> she might call you, you know, every year, your brother's and sister's name, but she knew them. And so we want to get to a place where we're able to manage. In order to be able to manage, you have to be able to, to have it contained where you're able to see it, feel it, put your hands on it, that type of thing. Um, not all symptoms of anger are loud and cursing and those types of things. There are some, what I call, people that are very calmly angry. Uh, those people usually can withdraw and use silence to uh, uh, get across their anger. They sulk. Um, have you ever been with somebody who was angry and what they did is they kind of looked sad and down and you would ask them 2,500 times, what's the matter? What's the matter? All the while, you're, you, you have this anxiety inside of you. Like, okay, something is wrong, and they say nothing, nothing, don't worry about it. Um, those people, those are forms of anger coming out in different ways. Um, sometimes people get physically ill when they become angry. There are other people that can become very um, manipulative and very calculating. Right. I'm prayerful that nobody is or is sleeping with anybody like this, but guess what? The reality of it is, is that some of us are. Um, be clear that those types of people um, who express their anger are almost a little bit more deadly than those people who will get loud and curse you out and do abusive things, mainly because you don't see it as that. You can't put your finger on it. They're just being manipulative. They're, uh, I mean, all different types of things that can happen. Um, but and, and when I say calculating, usually they're thought about. They feel this anger thing, and they don't erupt. What they do is just quietly cut you down at the knees. So you need to be clear about what that looks like and the fact that there are several different uh, intensities and it absolutely is on the scale. Um, and I'm going to say this to people who are out there thinking to themselves, I wonder if I have an anger challenge or I wonder if my partner has some challenges with anger. If you've ever thought you have or you've been told that you have an anger problem, there's a high, high probability that you probably do. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Inhale that. Mm, yes, you might need to not exhale, right? Do me a favor, go ahead and share that video so some other folks can get a hold to this. Uh, I would love, love, love for there to be five, 600 folks. And in order for that to happen, you guys need to go ahead and share the video. I would greatly appreciate that. Um, what's too angry? How do we know when anger is a problem? What is too angry? Um, someone that can go from zero to 10 in very inappropriate situations people that are easily angered, someone that goes to buy a ticket to a show and they want to be in row two and the lady says, well, that's sold out. I can give you row eight and they blow up. Yes, we are. And we know some of those people. So those are people uh, who can literally go from zero to 10, zoom in 2.2 seconds at some of the, the smallest, most inappropriate times. Those are people that are too angry and have some anger challenges. Uh, people that see red, I mean, they literally, you can see them like ready to blow up. 
And literally, I remember, like on the cartoons, you ever seen those cartoons where they, they get so hot and then their, their top blows off? <laughs> well, sometimes people with anger challenges get that way. They actually see red. They become filled with anger and almost like they could punch something or have to hit something or have to scream. Those people are too angry. Um, those people that are hot-headed, uh, which are those people who can literally start an argument out of anything, where they sit. Uh, somebody uh, jumping in front of them. I remember one time driving in a car with, with somebody and somebody um, wasn't paying attention to the road and they pulled over and, and did that, you know, the little swerve thing that you do when you're texting and not supposed to. Um, and they just got enraged and they start following them and they speeding up. And I mean, I was afraid for my life truly because I didn't know whether that person was going to do something to us or whether we were going to die in the car wreck. But it was very, very... Um, very, very scary for me, and anybody that's ever experienced it can absolutely tell you that's a very, very scary thing to watch. Um, but those people who are acting out of control and that are hot-headed, uh, road rage absolutely comes from anger. That anger boils up, and it absolutely carries out. Um, anytime you've ever heard somebody say, I felt like I was outside of myself, like I don't even remember that. I just I became uh, so enraged, so angry that I acted outside of myself. Those are people that are too angry and absolutely have some anger challenges. Um, becoming or acting frightening, meaning someone that that literally uh, not just acts outside of themselves, but begin to do things that they wouldn't normally do. Um, things that frighten them if they were looking at it being done to them, uh, and things that frighten the other people that might be in the room or are witnessing that. Those are people that are too angry. I'm hoping I'm getting that, you know, you guys are clear about what I'm saying. Because that piece is going to be important. Those people that are too angry absolutely have some anger challenges and absolutely are going to need to stay tuned for the part where we discuss how to manage this particular emotion. So why are some people more angry than other people? And there are some very good reasons for that. Um, this anger thing, people that have a very low tolerance for frustration, and that's usually due to high volume of suppressed or unexpressed anger, a buildup of sorts. So if you can imagine somebody having something happen to them when they were, uh, let's say, 30, and they they never expressed the anger that they feel around that, maybe never grieved a particular thing, um, had this anger inside of them, but has never expressed it, has never voiced it, um, that's something that is built up, and they does have a very low tolerance for a particular thing or for anything. Um, those people are absolutely uh, challenged in that way. Some folks truly are unable to take things in stride. I definitely know that I can be one of those people. I hate poor customer service, but it doesn't usually send me to an angry place. But I, I And I hate uh, um, uh, injustice. Ooh, that takes me to an angry place, but it's a managed anger. But there are some people who cannot take things in stride. There are people who truly cannot manage that, that anger that builds up in them. And again, it's a normal, healthy emotion that we all have. It's just some people know how to manage it and some people do not. There are also um, reasons that we're different. Some people have it, some people don't, are genetic. There are literally people that are born that way. Some babies are born irritable. They're very touchy and easily angered. Now, listen, my grown people, don't try it. Yeah, I know somebody's going to inbox me tomorrow and say, Angie, I think I was born with this. <laughs> um, but there are babies that are actually born uh, 
in what they label as being angry. They're very irritable, very touchy, easily angered. And so some of it can be genetic. Um, sociocultural. We've been taught that it's okay to express certain emotions, but anger was definitely not one of them. If you can remember ever being angry that somebody took something of yours and you went to go hit them or you went to throw a toy or you would or have an outburst of some sort, yeah, if you had a mama like my mama, we got beat down for those types of things. It was absolutely taught to us very early on that anger was not an emotion that you could express and it doggone sure wasn't anything that they would help us manage. So we didn't get to talk about why we were angry. Other things that we can do besides being angry or throwing something at somebody, any of those things, those things didn't matter. We were just usually chastised or, or, or deterred from feeling that anger. And thus, we never learned to manage it. We never learned to be able to put, uh, to be able to express it in a healthy way because you absolutely can and should do that. Uh, it never, ever was able to channel to be something that could be constructive. And now that you have this information, all the information that you get tonight, we absolutely have the responsibility not just to change ourselves, but also to change those people that we love. We have grandkids, we have nieces, we have nephews, we have cousins, we have siblings, we have children, we have parents. Um, you absolutely are capable of learning some of these things and being able to pass that on. I would love to be able to see us teach our children more about anger and how to be able to manage that. I think about some of the things that are happening in this world today, especially in our African-American um, um, communities, and how these children, for some very good reasons, are filled with anger. They come from angry places. They're in angry households. Um, and then they're in communities that, that anger them. And they have no way uh, to be able to channel this into something constructive or being able to manage how they, they, they uh, maintain that particular emotion um, and, and definitely no way of being able to express it in a way that's going to be healthy for them. I would love to see that happen. I know what you're saying. Angie, go do it. I'm, I'm trying to grow up everybody. I'm trying to grow up everybody. So some got it, anger, and some don't because anger is also used to cover a number of emotions that can be uncomfortable to express. And I need everybody to be in tune here because anger, let's just say anger is the tip of the iceberg. Sometimes that anger comes across because we feel embarrassed, we're scared, we're overwhelmed, we're stressed, we're distrustful, we feel attacked, uh, annoyed, disappointed, offended. All of those things can come out and look like anger because they have emotions attached to them that I don't readily know how to say. They're uncomfortable with me speaking them. Um, I don't know how to convey them. And so what comes across is anger because I got something else attached to it. I'm hoping that makes sense to some people because a lot of times what we see and what we experience are people who have these emotional challenges, who are angry, but almost nine times out of 10, there's something that anger is used to cover something else. And yes, I know some people don't listen. Like I don't have time to be worried about all of that. You should be able to get that in tune. And hopefully those people are listening tonight so we can actually get this in check. But be clear, most times when we see anger, it is coming from something else, triggers, and we're going to talk about those. Some got it, and some don't. Some got angry, some get angry, and some don't, uh, mainly because of triggers. Triggers, and this is my own definition, um, are things that are said, events that have happened, emotions that are felt, or similar circumstances that cause us 
to think, feel, or remember something negative, something hurtful, something damaging, something traumatic, something violent, or something that has happened to us before. I want to say that again because I want everybody to be clear about what a trigger is. A trigger is something that is said, events that have happened, emotions that are felt, or similar circumstances that have occurred that cause us to think, feel, remember something negative, something hurtful, something damaging, something traumatic, something violent that has happened to us before. Most of us have these triggers. And most times, these triggers, and I call them landmines, actually, because it's like somebody new comes to your world or, or somebody who's been in your world before, and they have to step in certain places because if they step, if they say or do or behave in a particular way that evokes these things in your head, you absolutely can find yourself angry when those triggers are pressed. Um, and those things are very important. I call them landmines, and they exist because our emotions around them are unmanaged, they're suppressed, or they're out of sight, out of mind. They could be deeply embedded uh, and or carried as a crutch or an excuse. Let me be clear about what I just said. I said that these triggers, and I call them landmines, exist because our emotions around them are unmanaged, they're suppressed, we tend to think out of sight, out of mind, they're deeply embedded, or we carry them as a crutch or an excuse. You know what that sounds like? I've always been this way. That's just how I am. Guess what, people? That's a crutch and an excuse. Or we say, oh, I experienced this as a child, and so I'm this way. Or, or this happened to me when I was younger, or I'm this way. Listen, we can no longer use that as an excuse. It's no longer valid. And when I say it's no longer valid, you absolutely can continue to use it, but it's no longer the excuse for you to be able to be angry and definitely not abusive towards someone because you experienced something. It's too many things out here, too many places where people can get help. Uh, anybody that's listening now knows at least one person that can absolutely assist them. And so we need to be clear that when we are uh, now on purpose containing and housing and nurturing this anger inside of us with the thought that we have good reason to be angry, that's no longer valid. I'm taking, I'm taking that validation card. I'm not stamping it. You don't get to use it. Um, some of those triggers are like a lot of things, and I want you to, to, to be on alert with this one. Now would be a good time for you to go ahead and share the video. I'm about to talk about some of the triggers that most of us can relate to. Probably the number one is disrespect. Many people, especially when we were children, uh, were taught that kids were to be seen and not heard. We didn't have a whole lot of voice. And those things absolutely kept us contained in a way. So even when we saw things and heard things that were uh, that we wanted to react to, wanted to respond to, we could not. And again, that started, that's where we started to be able to suppress these emotions. For someone to currently be disrespectful of you in any way is an automatic trigger. Now, some people handle those triggers in different ways, but there's a majority of us that handle those triggers by becoming angry. Disrespect is absolutely something. Have you ever, if you've ever disrespected someone who has an anger challenge, you already know what I'm talking about. So literally right before your eyes, it was a zero to 10. And I'm sure your thought was, what did I do to you? Because they went just that quick to a very angry place. Those people vividly remember being disrespected in their past. And their past could have been yesterday or 10 years or 20 years ago, but it did happen. 
and we house things just, I mean, some things aren't clear to us, and it seems like we house those things, and they're very clear to us. So you you become disrespectful, you're liable to get it. Um, abandonment. There's many of us that have had some abandonment challenges uh, around our, our, our parents, our grandparents, our fathers, our mothers, our siblings, and those types of things absolutely can cause people to feel angry and absolutely do very angry things. Um, I can remember one time I was dating someone and I remember I was getting dressed to go to the grocery store around the corner. And the rage that came from them because I was leaving, because I said I would never leave. And I literally was going, like, I'm going to the grocery store. <laughs> like, it's around the corner. Uh, but it was very vivid for them. Unfortunately, what we can't do is to say, listen, you're being unreasonable. Uh, most times we can't even say, hey, I didn't do anything to you because in their mind, whether it's real or perceived, it's happening, it's a trigger, and they explode. And that's the way it goes down in many cases. Um, things like loss or the fear of loss. If someone has ever lost someone or lost something close to them and they fear that they're going to lose something, that can trigger anger. Um, being unable to communicate. Again, I just read you a whole list of things. Sometimes when people are unable to communicate and say what they really feel, are unable to express their truth uh, in any way, it absolutely causes them to be angry in some respects. Um, discrimination, uh, or to be, uh, or, or to be, um, what would be a good word? To be um, something to be brought against you that was unfair, injustice of any sort. And we see that in this day and age a lot. People are in, some of us are angry because of things that happened that didn't even happen to us. But it happened to our people. It happened in our neighborhood. It happened at our corner store. It happened to our, our sister. It happened to our brother. So sometimes we're carrying things that don't even belong to us, but they absolutely invoke the same things. That anger can absolutely cause you to be productive and, 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 and an advocate and do things in all the right ways. But it also can take you to a place of you being out of control, seeing red, 0 to 10 in 2.2 seconds. Those things you need to be ahead of the game on, and knowing how and if you can manage those things. Um, loss of control or unable to control is a big one. People who don't feel like um, they, they have control, there's some people I know that don't like to have, not have control over their emotions. So you see some people who don't want to cry, and before they will drop a tear, they'll get angry. At what? I don't know. They'll get angry at something. Um, before they will lose control and uh, allow themselves to love you or to you to get close to their heart, any place where they feel like they don't have control, they'll get angry. And that's very valid for them. Um, and being unable to maintain a certain level of control. And I'm not just talking about an abusive situation where control is a huge factor. I'm talking about those people who want to keep you at bay or who want to want very badly to maintain what's happening inside of their body, but being unable to do so. And it absolutely can come out in an angry form. Unclear intentions. When you're communicating with someone, and we're going to talk about that because that's a really big deal. When you're communicating with someone and their, uh, their per perception about what you're, you're saying is unclear, it absolutely can trigger something negative to them. And I'm sure that's happened to some people. And you like, wait a minute. Like, I, I didn't say anything. I didn't, what did I do to you? Um, those things can happen when they have unclear intentions. That's why it's so very important. I tell people all the time to, to 
to explain until you can't explain anymore. To explain so that a four-year-old can understand it. Define some of the words that you use because many times your unclear intentions about something can absolutely trigger anger in someone else. Um, To have their point of view not seen or validated can sometimes enrage people. I have to take a drink, you guys, because y'all don't call in. You don't ask questions or anything. So I just talk the whole hour. You know, my friends were here a couple weeks ago. They're like, we can't believe you could talk the whole hour. Mm. I can. (laughs) Um, For their point of view not to be seen or validated is absolutely a big one. For them to be trying to express something to you, have you ever spoken to someone and you be you're arguing or you're having a debate and and it's it, it started very friendly. It could be amongst friends. It started very friendly and before you knew it, it was something that was just like where they had become so angry because what they view in their head that is very clear to them and them being unable to express it or you're unable to see it or unable to validate it causes them to become angry and you literally are going like what what just happened. So I'm saying these things because the things to look out for, for many people right now, it's being, some things are being affirmed, they're being validated, you have an aha moment, and that's what I want you to see is that that all of us have this anger that happens to us, but we express it in different ways, and I need people to be clear about the places they sit with themselves and they sit with other people. So being able to explain this is, I'm hopeful that it's going to be very helpful to other people. Um, Some people don't like to be criticized. Some people do not like to be told how they how they look, how they drive, how they carry themselves, how they work in business, how they speak. How there's some people that don't want you to say a thing about anything as it pertains to them, and many times that can be triggered for them. Many times that comes from those people being so ridiculed in their childhood, so ridiculed as young adults, so ridiculed as an adult, by their parents, by the community, by their teachers, by a school, at their, at their job, those people literally cannot take criticism very well, and they become angry, and usually angry in a non-productive way. There are also some people that don't like the word no. Mm-mm. No, ma'am, you have to find another way to say no. Right, call it on, I don't know. But there are some people who absolutely don't handle those words because it, it, it feels like rejection. It feels like a decline. It feels like them not being worthy. It feels like they're not being enough. And guess where that comes from? A lot of times that comes from someone's past. They've been told no. They've been uh, uh, made to feel like they weren't worthy enough for a yes, those types of things. And, and sometimes we come out and we have low self-esteem and those types of things. And sometimes it, it builds itself up into an angry place. And so even something as pivotal as, as saying no can absolutely cause someone to um, um, trigger and evoke some anger. Um, being judged, people don't like that. Um, being told that they were wrong. There are many people that would prefer you not to do that. And again, it could trigger something. And again, and again, what a trigger is, is me saying something, doing something. There'd be a situation or circumstances that I say, do, behave. It actually causes you to think about something that's been hurtful or harmful, chaotic, whatever it was, violent in the past, and it makes you recall and remember. And the first thing your mind does is, hey, don't let this happen again. And you then begin to protect yourself, that anger being your force field. Anger activates. Uh, We have to put some laughter in this, people, because this is very serious. But I also want you to stay tuned. Um, So 
So those things are absolutely things that, that you can that you know that can happen. People don't like being ignored, uh, loss of power, not just control of someone to be the lead of something. That could be loss of, of power in their family, loss of power in their relationship, loss of power at their job, loss of power in any of those places can absolutely take some people to an angry place. Um, I left these three things for, for last, insecurity, jealousy, and rejection. And a lot of those things tend to go hand in hand, which is the reason I saved them for last. But a lot of these things actually come out looking like those things. And most people who experience these emotions don't know how to uh, effectively say those. They don't know how to say, hey, listen, I'm feeling a certain kind of way because of this, or this makes me feel a little twinge of jealousy. And again, some of those things can absolutely be used for good. But if those things are mismanaged, if those things are brought in or triggered and it's triggered a negative emotion in the other person, angry is absolutely a place that they're going to grow to. Um, and, and, and for all of these triggers, they can be actual or perceived, meaning, guess what? It don't have to be real to life. It could be that someone perceived it to be a threat. They perceived it to be ignored. They perceived it to be abandonment. They perceived it to be disrespectful. It doesn't actually have to be, but perceived in their head makes a difference. And I know what you're saying. Well, Angie, how was that fair? Did I, you know, I, I say boo. And they jump and they get scared and they are, they're angry because I said, boo, well, we're going to talk about that. Because there's some things that absolutely need to be spoken, especially between you and friends, you and your partner, you and your spouse, uh, you and your parents. Uh, we absolutely have to be able to speak our truth about some of our triggers. The reason that I made that list so exhaustive, because I know that everybody listening, and I see y'all, hey, y'all, everybody listening has some of that stuff happening. We got abandonment, loss, fear of loss unable to communicate, discrimination, loss of control, unable to control, unclear intentions, criticized, judged, ignored, loss of power, insecurity, jealousy, rejection. We have those things going on. So guess what? We're absolutely susceptible to being able to express that in a way that's angry, angry and comes out in not a good fashion. Um, and yes, it's the, the actual or perceived is not something that, that we could... Um, not, not something that we could be accountable for, but it's also important that you know that it exists. That sometimes there's no need for you to argue with somebody. If that's what they perceive to be happen, you have to grow from that place with them. You cannot get them to say, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. That's not what I said. All you can really do is to give your explanation, which they'll probably think is a defense, um, and grow from that place. Unfortunately, that's not fair, but it happens. Um, now, there's a lot of things that we can do to prevent uh, anger, to, to keep anger from being a problem. Um, and this could happen with those people who also already see anger as being a problem for them, but also those people who don't want anger to be a problem for them. I think those things are important. Um, there are relaxation techniques. And I know some people, there are some people that don't buy into, don't get into uh, this therapeutic, you know, breathe in, breathe out, exhale, close your eyes, meditation thing. But hear me when I tell you it works. Um, so a part of what you can do to manage some of your anger is deep breathing. This is inhale, exhale. I have an, uh, an Apple Watch, and this watch actually tells me every so often to breathe. And it's funny when it comes up, it's like it almost 
feels me tense up and it says breathe and it lets you take a whole minute inhale and exhale and it absolutely does work because you're giving your mind oxygen and you're taking your mind off the trigger off of the stimulus that's causing you or evoking an anger emotion inside of you self-talk and i do a lot of self-talk i tell myself angie listen it's not worth it don't go there uh i refuse to give up power i'm all i'm a power control person and I, I refuse to let someone have a certain amount of control over me. Definitely want anybody else to be able to trigger something that's going to make me act outside of myself. So I absolutely do very good at talking to myself and being able to say, no, Angie, you're not getting ready to go there. We're not going to do that. Um, visualization. There's some people, I have a, a client now that loves yoga. And when she's at work and her supervisor makes her upset, she thinks about her yoga poses. And she says sometimes she's in, she even closes her eyes and just goes, okay, downward dog. I'll be calling him a dog, but he don't know that. Um, so there's different things that you can do with relaxation. There's also cognitive reconstruction, which is just a fancy way of saying change the way you think, act, and behave. You all have heard me talk about this many times. You've heard me say mental movement. That's absolutely positively necessary for being able to manage anger. Um, some of that is flipping the script. You feel threatened, take that off the table. Change change the word. Don't allow yourself to, to, to consider that concept that someone's disrespecting you. You absolutely can flip the script. Nobody else can flip your script but you. And so if you're taking something in and it feels like it's going to take you out of control, you absolutely can do that. Remind yourself that you're giving away power and not gaining it. That's, that's what moves me. I refuse to give my power away, and I'm not gaining any power by allowing myself to become angry and to say things and to do things and behave in ways that will cause a negative reflection on who I am in just that moment. Because everybody right now, if I ask you, everybody to remember one time when you've seen somebody angry and how they popped off, everybody can remember that one time when somebody, one friend, family member, or even themselves popped off. That's what people remember about you. They go, oh, yeah, we don't want to do that with her. She'll pop off easy. Mm. So I want you to keep that in mind. Also, being angry doesn't fix anything. It usually makes things worse, and we all need to be clear about that. And if you can, allow yourself to be logical, to be understanding, to be aware, and to give the benefit of the doubt. If the benefit of the doubt for somebody else keeps me from feeling effed up, I'm absolutely going to give the benefit of the doubt. I know how to be logical. Like, okay, Angie, you cannot think as you. You have to think like they would think. You have to, and, and I promise you, that keeps me okay in a lot of places where I could become angry. Um, and I, I think that I do a very good job at understanding. Most of us believe that understanding means that we accept something. And it keeps us from wanting to be understanding or even to acknowledge that we understand. Because it means to us, if I say I understand, that means I agree with you acting a fool. That's not necessarily the truth. Being understanding means that I understand because you are who you are. And you have the experiences that you have. And you have the vision that you have, how you could see things like that. That's what understanding is. It doesn't mean I accept it. It doesn't mean that I take it on as mine. It means that I understand it. And that is very pivotal, especially for those people who are looking for that understanding. They absolutely want to hear those words. And it does not have to mean I accept. Yeah. Um, and in order for any of this to be effective, you have to want to change and you have to believe it will work. 
What you can't do is to try to do self-talk, but right behind that you go, this is probably not going to work. This is not going to work. This is not going to work. Yeah, nothing cognitively can change. Your mental movement is not ever going to work if you're not open to change and wanting to change, and you have to believe that it can and that it will work. Right. Another way to manage anger is to problem solve. If something can be solved, uh, great. Can it be solved alone? Wonderful. Can you help solve it? Fantastic. But there's no sense in you growing to an angry place trying to rectify something when there literally is no rectification. You, you, you cannot fix it. It cannot be solved. It cannot be resolved. It could, it's ongoing or it's not yours to fix or to resolve. Those things are so very important that we need to remember those things. Um, do me a favor. If you're looking, and I see you're looking, go ahead and share the video because, again, you guys all know people that I don't know, and I would love for anybody and everybody to get this information. Uh, another thing that's going to be helpful with managing anger is better communication. Listen, people, stop jumping to conclusions. And I know it's difficult uh, because of our triggers. It's difficult. I need you to, be, to concentrate on hearing something that is being said and not hearing what we do is we listen to something. And have you ever did that? Or do you know somebody's ever done that? You say good morning. And what they heard was you dummy. Like, where did you get that from? Many of us that have had um, drama and trauma and chaos in our past, in our past relationships, we, we hear things from people, and we absolutely, by the time they go through our, our filter, which says you're a dummy, that's what it all sounds like. Better communication looks like you're not jumping to conclusions. You're going out of your way to actually hear what is being said and not interpreting it in a negative way. Um, to explain, I think it's very important for you to explain and define key words. Don't use words like uh, love and fix and all those things without defining what that looks like for you. Because if somebody else hearing those things, it absolutely can be misinterpreted. Um, listen with, with your other ears. Right. I say your other ears because sometimes these ears still hear what we want to hear. We hear what we've heard before. You remember those tapes that we talked about some months back some of us are still hearing those tapes negative tapes being played and so i say something to you and what you hear is what you've heard before which is not what i said and so communicating better is going to be very pivotal in other words talk it out um and sometimes people are doing this talking and looking for a resolve sometimes it's not about resolving something it's about people becoming calm enough and and not being so angry and hostile that they can actually hear what's being said um, another way that you can kind of manage your anger is with humor. Now, humor can absolutely diffuse. I use humor a lot of times in the things that I do and the things that I say to other people. Sometimes the little ha-ha, kiki uh, makes all the difference in someone being open enough or letting down their, their guard enough to be able to hear you out. Um, but I don't want that to look like you laughing something off or being sarcastic. That won't be funny. When I say humor, I mean, you know, there's something that could be said or it could be done that's lighthearted that will kind of make the situation less tense, and it's absolutely okay to be able to use that. Changing your environment. This works every time. You find yourself angry and you're at your desk, go to the break room. If it happens in a break room, go for a walk outside. You can always change your environment. You can walk away. You can go for a drive. Go to a place in your mind that's soothing, that will take you to a place of, of 
serenity and peace and stay in that place. And again, it, it, grab whatever works for you. But for me, what works is I'm not going to give away my power. I'm not going to act outside of myself. If this was the last thing that anybody ever saw me do, is, that, is this what I want them to see? And from, in most cases, that's not it, and I don't go there. But you can grab whatever makes you not pop off, whatever makes you not angry. Um, timing is very important when it comes to anger management. Change, so if you and your partner are always getting into it right before you go to bed, have those conversations before you get to the, the bedroom. Have those conversations uh, after work, not during work. Um, can I say this to you all? And I think I posted this week on Facebook. Stop it. Stop having long, drawn-out conversations, disagreements, and arguments via text. Why, Angie? Why is that a problem? It's a problem because those words, when words are spoken from somebody else, they're already um, misinterpreted. They're already up for interpretation. But when, in fact, you put those things in a text message, it expands the misinterpretation ruler by this much. People read into it. Not only that, I know some people that will reread and reread a negative text and relive it and relive it. Every time they reread it, you have to be careful about what you put words in. The other thing is you don't get to hear somebody's tone. You don't get to hear love. You don't get to hear their, their diction. You don't get to hear, I'm sorry. You don't get to hear any of those things when you do that via text message. And when you argue via text, the things that we say via text, many of us would not say out of our mouths. And so it becomes passive aggressive. It becomes you being very angry and very hostile and doing things, again, that would be outside yourself. Uh, timing is everything. The other thing is I want you to use to avoid, to, to, to manage your emotions and manage anger is avoidance. If you already know you're going over to your auntie's house and your aunt is going to say something off the wall, guess what? Don't go or don't go stand by auntie or go ahead and give her a hug and keep it moving. Some of us will allow ourselves to be in situation around places that we know will trigger us, trigger us and not do anything preventative to keep that from happening. And so avoidance is absolutely a way that you can manage this anger thing. Very important. Um, alternative. Give yourself an alternative that that you prefer to, to so that you don't have to give your power away. Um, this let me give. Oh, I'm thinking about what that would look like. Um, think about things that give you that give you power. You being able to to hear and to be able to listen and to take in what somebody's saying, to be able to manage and contain. Whatever it is that you're feeling, whatever come, whatever trigger happens, that will keep you from angry. Any personal preference that keeps you from angry. And it could be a variety of different things. It could be things that I didn't even mention here tonight. Whatever it is, I give you permission to use it. I want you to use it. Please use it. Um, the other thing is to prepare and prevent. If you know something is going to be coming your way, you know something is going to be happening, and guess what? It's absolutely okay for you to say, okay, then I know she's going to be fly at the mouth. I know she's going to say something to trigger me. I know she's going to bring this up. I know she's going to try. Because some of us believe that people try to make us angry or try to make us pop off or try to make us take us to 10. Whatever it looks like, go ahead and already in your mind know that that's going to happen and already put your force field up. Activate so that you don't have to go there. Does that make sense? 
And those are just some of the things that you can do to be able to manage the anger because it absolutely can be managed. There are many people in your day-to-day that manage their anger. Don't believe that Angie Harvey doesn't get angry. I absolutely do get angry. It looks like I'm sweating here. Don't see that? Don't see my gray hair. Um, But I absolutely do get angry. I just absolutely use all the things that I just told you about to prevent me from being angry where you get to see me act out of control. You get to see me act outside of myself. You get to see me hot-headed. There's there's very few people in this whole world that can absolutely say they've seen me be angry and, and, and angry in an outburst type of way because I don't usually get that. My pissy is just usually laughable, and people usually do laugh at me. Um, the other thing is I want to talk about three different areas of concern. Uh, and these are some of the things when I'm working with people. These are probably some of the, the key things that come up for people. And that's uh, anger and abuse, anger and communication, and anger in relationships. Um, it looks like we might run over. I'm hoping everybody will stay with me. Come on. Y'all can do this. Let's do it. Um, anger and abuse. Many times anger is the, the chariot, and it carries different forms of abuse, uh, sexual abuse, mental abuse. Emotional abuse, psychological abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, financial abuse, and spiritual abuse. Those are all the abuses. And many times anger is definitely the thing that's carrying those, uh, especially with verbal abuse and physical abuse. Um, people that have un, unexpressed anger and have, un, and have suppressed anger, those people absolutely can hold something until they blow up. And that's when the abuse kicks in. There are many people right now, many people listening to this video that absolutely are living with someone who has some anger challenges that come across as abusive because they're unable to manage their emotions and things just happen. And people, I need you to be clear that things don't just happen and things can be different. If you're in an abusive situation, you absolutely, they are able to manage that. They need to get help and you absolutely don't have to take it. You can tell them I said so. Go ahead. Use my name. Bernadette. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, so anger and communication. We talked a little bit about this earlier. Almost always how we communicate to an individual is going to initially trigger anger. Uh, with those people who have anger challenges, some of the trigger will be what will be verbal. That's what I'm trying to say. That being said, it makes sense that if you know in advance what some of those hot words are, that you avoid using them. However, I need everybody to be clear about this. It is not someone's responsibility to guess or to be responsible about what keeps you safe from being angry. You absolutely have to communicate that. If, in fact, you communicate that to me, please then know it's a courtesy that I not use those words. It's not a mandate. It is, the mandate is always going to be for you to be able to manage your emotions, not for me to be able to watch my mouth. Right. That is no longer a defense when you go to anybody's courtroom is that, oh, they said this, so I got angry and I slit their throat, or I got angry and did, yeah, that don't work for us. Let's be clear. Um, so things like, uh, and, and, and this, this is the flip side of that. When people say, you better be glad, in other words, what they're trying to say is that I used to be worse. You better be glad that's all you got. You better be glad that's all I said. You better be glad that's all I did. Guess what, people? That shit don't wash. Did I just? Yeah, I think. I meant to tell y'all I might cuss once or twice. Yeah, that doesn't, that, yeah, you, that's not cool. That's not cool to use, especially with somebody you care about 
Or you come with that, I used to be, so you give me this horrific thing, like you used to be this monster, and now you're only this little bug. Well, guess what? It's still, it's still anger. It still comes across as possibly abusive. And those are things that you have to maintain and you're responsible for. Or they say something like, this is nothing. This is nothing compared to what? Yeah, and I tell people all the time, I don't have to, I don't have to compare my, my uh, disrespect, my level of, of respect, uh, compare that to something what you used to do. I absolutely only have to compare that to what I want to have happen in my world. So people, be clear about this anger and as it relates to communication, be clear. I don't know if I can say that enough, that having those things come across as buzzwords, the people with the anger challenges are responsible. As a courtesy, I absolutely can go out of my way not to use those words, not to, not to bring up situations that will trigger anger for you. But again, it's a courtesy. You have the responsibility to manage your emotions. That is absolutely positively on you. Uh, that leads us right to anger and relationships. And be clear that it's probably the number two uh, relationship destroyer of all things. Um, the first one would be not meeting someone's love language. That I believe that would be number one. That's not official, but if I wrote a book, that's what it would be. Um, being in a relationship is just like they're constant states of compromise. Constant states of compromise. That's all a relationship is. It's a continuous compromise. And having anger challenges can make giving and receiving love extremely difficult. When, you, when you're angry, the first thing that the other person tends to do is to withdraw and to keep love from you. And then that makes you more enraged and takes you to a worse place, if at all possible. Um, and I need, I need us to understand, everybody to understand, that we can't love anger away. We can't sex it away. You can't give enough. You can't, uh, uh, when it's deep-seated and when it's inside of them, that's not anything that you can love up out of them. You can be patient. You can be understanding. You can even remain in that space and place with them, but you are not ever to do that at the, um, at the expense of yourself, of your self-respect, of your dignity. That's not going to wash. Um, resolving and managing anger challenges are the responsibility, again, of the person with the challenge. And it's unfair to expect or to request that someone else manage, adjust to, tolerate, or ignore your anger. Right. Uh, I need you guys to do me a favor. Go ahead and share this. I see some people kind of dropping off. We're a little bit past our time, uh, but the information I'm about to give is absolutely going to be very beneficial. So if you can go ahead and invite some other people and you stay with me, that would be great. Um, Partners, friends, families, and coworkers, folks that, that, that are on the receiving end of some of that, they end up walking on eggshells. That means being very careful about what they say, how they act, for fear that you're going to become angry. They avoid speaking their truth, and that's a very, um, it's a very counterproductive thing to happen in a relationship. Uh, we end up putting away the mirrors figuratively. So that you don't have to be confronted with what you see, with what you are. We put those things away and we don't speak about those things that we see and feel. Uh, when you have this anger thing going on, we avoid needed conversations. And so when people say, well, I don't think you talked about that or, or how can you bring that up? Well, guess what? It's very difficult to do when you know somebody's going to be angry. The other thing is that it forces people, not forces, that's not a good word, but it makes people keep secrets. It makes people, because if the truth 
is going to get me the same anger as a lie, guess what? Some folks are going to tell the lie and hope that you don't find out the truth, especially if it's going to be the same, right? I've said that a gazillion times before. If, you, if, if you're going to react and get angry at the truth the way you would a lie, most people are going to elect to lie. Be clear about that. Um, it also makes people avoid normal and healthy relationship exchanges, like having a healthy competition in some sort. If you're going to be get angry about certain things, that's not going to happen. Um, joking, those types of things. I'm often heard saying, especially when I do my couples retreats, that it's hard to hug a cactus. And a cactus is what we are when we have anger challenges, when someone doesn't know uh, how you're going to act, how you're going to think, what you're going to say because of something they've said or something they've done or because of anything else that has happened. It's very hard to hug a cactus, right, because it hurts when people get too close. And many of us, guess what, people? Many of us are cactuses. We have cactus moments, and it's very difficult for people to embrace a cactus. It hurts. Um, I'm going to get through this. This part is about getting some help, and I want you to know if you're experiencing challenges in your personal, in your intimate, in your workplace, in your friendships, or in any area due to you being unable to manage your anger, you probably need to get some type of professional help. You need me to repeat that? If you are experiencing challenges in your personal life, in your intimate life, in your friendships, in your workplace, in any area due to your anger, you probably need to get some professional help. And if you don't, it usually gets worse and you end up losing out on important and needed and treasured relationships and even things. I know people who have not got promotions because they can't manage their anger. I know people who have um, lost um, relationships with their family members because of their anger. Um, any good therapist or guide is going to empower you to be able to manage versus manipulate because anger absolutely teaches you how to manipulate certain situations and certain people where you're able to get things done and to trample over people. Um, there's a better way to do that, and it's called management versus manipulation. A good therapist is also going to empower you to be assertive versus aggressive. There's absolutely a difference. I absolutely know how to be assertive. I can put myself in a space and place to be very empowered in that way and not have to be aggressive and not have to be angry and not have to be forceful. Um, but the biggest thing, and I've talked about this throughout the show, is that it allows you to be able to maintain your self-respect, your self-esteem. It allows you to be able to practice self-control and self-discipline. It absolutely empowers you to be able to keep your self-worth and your self-love and to become and stay self-determined. All those selves, it's all about you, right? It's all about you and you being able to operate in those spaces and places. For me, uh, applying this paint is simply going to be you being aware. If after tonight, people are at least aware enough to be able to see themselves or see other people to know what's happening, I think that would be a wonderful place for you to grow from there. Um, I'm hoping that no one is angry about the conversation being a little longer than it was. I mean, than it's supposed to. Uh, yeah, you're not angry. Are you? Don't get angry with me. I don't want you angry. Um, it's my sincerest hope, though, that you feel educated, that you feel empowered, that you feel enlightened, that you feel encouraged about this subject. Uh, I guarantee you now that you know these things, there's some things that are going to absolutely pop up for you. There's, and I want you to reach out. I give you all permission to reach out, to inbox me, 
those people that have my number, call me. I would rather you do that than not. Um, there are some people who saw themselves tonight for the first time and their anger challenges, and I just encourage you to keep growing. Uh, there are some people who got confirmation to what they see or who they are, and again, I encourage you to keep growing. Um, those that live with and love someone, I hope now that you have a better understanding and that you will too keep growing. We're all grown and that comes with age, but I suggest that we keep growing because it's never, ever too late to grow up, to get better and to change. It's never too late. Being grown is your age. Growing is your maturity. And we all are capable of doing that. And remember that we can't rid ourselves of anger but we're totally capable and responsible for managing how we respond to the emotion, how we manage the emotion, and how we allow ourselves to act and behave because of the emotion. Right? Right. You got this. I'm telling you, you got this. You can do this. You have this information. I am more than happy to share. I'm going to be on Facebook for a couple more minutes if you have any questions. Uh, I absolutely would prefer you to say something than not whether you feel like you did see you or you saw someone else or you saw something else and you want to, you got a question or a comment or concern, even though y'all didn't call in, I'll still address it. Um, and so I believe that absolutely you're capable of doing amazing things. We're all capable of greatness, but we absolutely have to be able to manage this thing we got going on called anger. And I hope that the information that you got tonight will help you in doing so. So thank you for showing up. I'm so glad that you all showed up because I don't like growing up by myself. But wait, before you leave, do me a favor. Go ahead and share the video. Everybody press share. Go ahead. Share. I can see you. You, you do know I can see you, right? Share, share, share. Share the video. Because someone that you know that I don't know needs to see this video. And I absolutely wanted to get in front of them. All right? Well, thank you. I'm so glad that you guys showed up. I'm out of here, though. Love you. Miss you. Bye-bye. <laughs>